Good afternoon. Welcome to our study of the Psalms as we read through a few of the different Psalms here uh, from Psalms through 1 through 150. Today we are reading Psalm 112. Uh, psalm 112 is the Psalm that we're reading today. And today's Psalm is, uh, it notes here in, in, in my Bible, um, Psalm 112 is an acrostic poem. Uh, which begins with the successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So, so an acrostic poem uh, would be something um, similar to maybe what you do for Mother's Day. So we have Mother's Day coming up this weekend. And so um, I know uh, when I was a kid, this is something that I did uh, and something that maybe your children or, or you might be doing. Um, you kind of have like the letters of maybe your mom's name or you have the letters of the word mother. And then you kind of include uh, maybe descriptors uh, of 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 your mom using the using the first letter of the word mother or using the letters of the word mother or the letters of of your mom's name uh, so this is kind of similar to what the psalmist is doing here psalms 112 uh, so they're doing an acrostic poem they're taking all of the hebrew uh, letters from the alphabet and then they are starting their lines with with these letters of the alphabet and they they do this often to signify or encompass the idea of of an all-around uh, completeness. So the same with uh, the number seven. When when the number seven is employed, they use it often to mean uh, complete or whole or perfect. When they're doing these acrostic poems, they're saying that whatever they're talking about uh, happens from A to Z. Uh, in, in every aspect of life, you, you might find this to be true. Uh, and so Psalm 112 uh, is kind of one of those psalms, one of those acrostic poem psalms. Uh, so we're reading Psalm 112, but which is interesting because we'll have something to say a bit uh, about uh, Psalm 112 and, and the content of which um, the psalmist talks about. But let's start with Psalm 112, verse 1. So Psalm 112, verse 1, um, trying to adjust the lighting here, uh, starts off with, uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, it said. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Uh, let's pause there because I forgot to pause after verse one. Verse one, the introduction, praise the Lord. Um, the phrase praise the Lord is hallelujah, uh, which literally when you break it down is hallelujah, which means to praise. And then Yah, which is a shorthand form of, of saying Yahweh. So when they say hallelujah, it literally just means praise the Lord. Uh, so he says, praise the Lord, praise Yah, praise Yahweh, uh, because, and this is the reason why we're praising Yahweh, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who who loves the Lord, who um, pursues the Lord's commandments, and who finds great delight in the Lord's precepts or commands or laws. Uh, so the man who obeys God's commandments and, and laws is the man who fears the Lord. To fear the Lord is to obey God's commandments. And so we praise the Lord because we are blessed when we follow God's commandments. And so verse two, <clears throat> the one who follows God's commandments, the one who fears the Lord. This is what will happen verses two and onwards. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, for the gracious and compassionate and righteous men. God will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever. Let's pause there for a second. Uh, so verse 2, his children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. 
uh, this is kind of the hopes and the dreams of the people of Israel at the time. They, were, they would hope that they would have children to carry on their legacy, to, to, to kind of inherit the plot of land that God had given them in Canaan. And so this is the promise that Abraham looked forward to in Genesis, uh, the promise of descendants, the promise of offspring, and the promise that God gave to Abraham was that he would have descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as numerous as the sand on the seashore. And so verse 2 is, is that promise reiterated again is is the one who follows the Lord will have children will be mighty in the land and then wealth and riches will be in his house not just monetary value uh, the words here in verse three wealth and riches we typically uh, assign to to money but the the Hebrew kind of assigns it to more than just money uh, the riches that would be assigned would be furniture and housing and clothing and livestock and flock all the thing that all the things that kind of accompany or that we would traditionally see to accompany wealth and riches. And so this righteousness, this justice endures forever. Even when, even in the darkest times, it says in verse 4, even in the darkest times, in the worst moments of life, light dawns, light appears for those who are upright, for the one who is gracious and compassionate, the one who is a just person, who, who pursues justice, God's justice specifically. Uh, good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, the one who does not keep to himself, the one who is able to um, clothe the naked and feed the poor and, and take in the, the fatherless and the widowed and the oppressed. Uh, I was just reading Isaiah chapter 58 today. And so uh, in Isaiah 58, God talks about that, how he doesn't delight in sacrifices or um, these, these outward rituals, but would rather us have a change of heart. Instead of sacrifices, instead of offerings, instead of uh, the outward appearance of, of righteousness and holiness, God would rather that we would change our hearts and that then um, we would pursue righteousness and justice by clothing the naked, feeding the hungry, um, uh, putting a roof over those who don't have it and, and such. And so Isaiah 58 kind of talks about that. And so here's Psalms 112, we have a similar connection where God talks about uh, blessed are the people who are generous, blessed are the people who are givers, blessed are the people who are lending freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely this person will never be shaken and the righteous person will be remembered forever. Uh, so we continue verse 7. The one who is blessed, the one who fears the Lord, will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast because he trusts in the Lord. His heart is secure. He will have no fear. In the end, he will look in triumph on his foes. He has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn or his strength or his dignity will be lifted high in honor. The wicked person will see and be vexed. They will be confused. They will be angry. They will gnash his or her teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. So verse 7 says that uh, those who, who love and trust and obey the commandments of God will fear no bad news. And part of the reason that we, as, as followers of Jesus, don't fear bad news is because we trust in the Lord. We know that God is good. We know that God is our shelter and our refuge and our present help in, in all times of trouble. And so when we trust in the Lord, we don't have to fear evil. We don't have to fear bad news because our hope rests secure in Jesus and in, in God. And then it says here that we our heart is secure. Our, our, we have, our heart has no fear. And in the end, we will look in triumph on our foes. Uh, those who scatter abroad the gifts to the poor whose righteousness endures forever. Our strength will be lifted up in high honor by God. Our dignity will be lifted up. Um, the wicked man will see and be vexed. He will gnash his teeth and waste away. The longing of the wicked will come to nothing. So the psalm really is about being blessed in the Lord. It's about God blessing those who, who freely give. God blessing those 
uh, who follow his commandments, who are generous, who conduct their affairs with righteousness and justice, who treat everyone around them fairly, who give their gifts to the poor, who clothe the naked, etc. Right? Stuff that we could uh, be doing in, in our day-to-day life. That's what that's what the psalmist says. People who do that, people who do good for others, essentially, are blessed. But instead, he says, the wicked will look at the blessings that the, that the good people have received, and they will be angry, they'll be jealous, they'll be vexed, and all of their longings, all of their wishes will come to absolutely nothing. And this is an interesting psalm because it kind of highlights more than the reality of, of following God. It actually highlights the, the ideal of following God. Ideally, those who follow God's commandments are completely blessed, they're rich, they're, they have wealth, their righteousness endures forever. Uh, but unfortunately, we see it throughout some of the Psalms, and we'll see it throughout the rest of the wisdom literature. We see it throughout Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, that that's not always the case, that God's people aren't always blessed in these um, maybe traditional ways you might call it. Um, they're not always blessed with wealth and riches. They don't always have the largest houses and the most amount of money and, and all this other stuff. They aren't always um, freely able to give as lavishly as Psalms 112 describes. But this is the beauty of, of what we find with the Bible is that we're, our, our blessings are in, are in different ways. Our blessings aren't always in monetary values. Our blessings aren't always in the biggest houses and the best clothes and, and the nicest cars. Our blessing is in the fact, and this is verse 7, what I love the most, is that we fear no bad news because we trust in the Lord. Our blessing isn't that God will just automatically pour money into our bank account if we're following him. Our blessing is the fact that we trust in God, that we have a hope in Jesus, we have a hope in salvation. And even if the world is crumbling around us, even if there is bad news, even if there's chaos and anxiety all around us, we don't have to fear those things because our heart is steadfast, our heart is secure when we trust in the, in the Lord. And verse 8, in the end... And that doesn't necessarily mean the end of our lives, but the end of time altogether. We will look on our foes in triumph. We will know that we were righteous. We will know that if we followed God completely, that we have a place in God's kingdom, that we have a place in God's promise. And so it's not, it's interesting because it's not always true. I just want to highlight verse state here. It's not always true that God will just automatically bless with wealth and riches those who are following God. I mean, there's nowhere in the Bible that that leaves room for the prosperity gospel, the idea that uh, God somehow owes you these riches or these blessings if you're following God perfectly. That's not the case. The Bible doesn't condone that at all. But rather, Psalms 112 is more of an idealized version of what it looks like to follow God. Ideally, we are blessed and we are rich um, with, with the wealth that God gives but, and I want to pause here for a second because I really want to focus on, on the idea of generosity that Psalm 112 kind of portrays, the idea of, of lending freely and conducting our affairs with justice and with mercy and, and giving the gifts to the poor, as verse 9 says. Um, when you actually are involved in that stuff, when you actually are involved in giving to others and, and lending generously and giving freely out of, out of the abundance that God gives you, even if your abundance is smaller than the abundance that others might receive, uh, when we're actually generous with our giving, when we conduct our affairs with justice and righteousness, that in, in and of itself is a blessing. To have peace in the heart, to know that you are loving mankind the way that Jesus has loved us. Though to know that you are loving the people the way God is calling us to love people, that's the blessing. That's the peace. It's not always a matter of, of an exchange. It's not an exchange of goods where we do good and God then just 
blesses us with, with finances or whatever you, you want to be blessed with. The idea is that the blessing is the peace. Sometimes the blessing is knowing that you've done good for others. And so Psalm 112 is an interesting psalm because it's a careful balance between, um, between the blessings that God gives, which, which I do believe that God does, um, but also knowing that, that we can't necessarily expect that as, as some sort of transaction. It's not an expectation we receive from God. It's not uh, a demand that we make of God that if we follow his commandments, that God just suddenly owes us these things. But rather, the blessings come, and whether the blessing is financial or not, whether the blessing is actual riches or whether the blessing is, is riches in peace and in love and in justice, the blessings come when we are generous to others, when we, when we treat everyone with justice and mercy. And the blessing comes in the fact that we fear no bad news because we trust in the Lord, because our heart is secure in Jesus. And so we read through the story of Job that, that the wicked, sometimes they prosper, and we read it in, in a few of the Psalms before Psalm 112, that the wicked do prosper sometimes, and, it, and, it's, and it's interesting. But we know at the very end of the day, like verse says, in the, at the very end, we will look on triumph, uh, we will look in triumph on our foes. We know at the very end of the day that righteousness pays off, that loving others pays off, that that's what God has called us to. God has called us to love him and to love the world around us. And at the very end of days, God will then look upon our deeds. God will look upon on the righteousness that we've kind of poured out into the world and then give us his hope, give us his blessing, give us his promise, not because we've earned it with our deeds, but rather because out of the abundance of love that he has given us, we've responded uh, with generosity, with justice and with mercy. And so Psalm 112 is, is an interesting psalm, and I wanted to read it with you guys here today because I wanted to see, see this, see the generosity that God calls us to, see uh, the lending freely that God calls us to, see, see the justice that God calls us to, but to know that the blessing comes in trusting the Lord, to know that the blessing is that we fear no bad news because we have trusted in God and in Jesus our heart is secure. So whether or not we ever experience his actual wealth and riches in this life, we know that in the life to come, that God's blessing is so much better. And to fear the Lord is to be blessed. To obey God's commandments is to be blessed. To love others is to be blessed. Uh, so I pray that that's, that's the lesson that you take from Psalm 112. Uh, not the expectation that to do good means that God owes you something, but rather that because God has already been good, because God has already blessed us, we can then be generous knowing that God will continue to be good. We can be just knowing that God will continue to be good. And we can trust in the Lord, our heart secure, knowing that God will continue again to be good. Uh, so let's pray as we close Psalm 112 here. God, we are thankful for a God who is just so generous uh, with his gifts. And God, we are thankful for, for, for you, for the fact that you are just such an amazing and good God towards us, that you bless us abundantly. And I pray that whether the blessings are financial or not, whether the blessing is peace in the heart, I just pray that we would be generous with, with the blessings that you give us, that you would help us to lend freely, to act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly, with our God. Help us to be generous and loving to the people around us. Help us to know that the blessing isn't in increased finances, but help us to know that the blessing rather is in, is in loving others and, and knowing that we are living out the life in the heart of Jesus and the community around us. And so we thank you so much for the hope of Jesus. We thank you so much for the fact that our hearts are secure in you when we trust in you, that we have to fear no bad news, but rather that we can trust in your promise of a better day to come. And so we thank you for that hope. 
In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So join us tomorrow as we read Psalm 115. Uh, tomorrow we'll be reading Psalm 115 here on Facebook Live at 12 p.m. Uh, as always, if you had your own take on Psalm 112, maybe something you found interesting as you read Psalm 112, please feel free to leave it in the comments below. Uh, if you have prayer requests, if you have uh, maybe needs that, that we might be able to address, uh, please again feel free to either private message me or leave it in the comments below. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to be praying for you and praying over you. Uh, we'd love to reach out in any possible way we can. Uh, but as always, we just pray God's richest blessings upon you, that, that God's peace and mercy and love go with you, and that you would have a, a wonderful rest of your day, wonderful rest of your evening, and that you uh, stay safe and take care. Amen.